So we always think that there is an, an historical thread that comes way back when you can see, actually, women and people also from the LGBTQI plus community that sometimes and, and many times unite, mm-hmm. you know, we unite because we have so many common fights. Yeah, so yeah, together yeah. we fight because we don't have the spaces in this hegemonical masculine spheres of power, of representation, etc. So we are always activating like in the back, you know, and underneath <laughs> and in the underground. Mm-hmm. It's very, that's how our feeling yeah. that is always there actually, but very like, like more quiet maybe. Yeah. And maybe today because of all the digital connections and mm-hmm. Instagram and stuff, we can see it more. Mm-hmm. We see it more and more and more and more, you know. Queering the Perspective with Bela Bellissima. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. Today for this episode, I wanted to do a little introduction to the episode to give a bit of a background. So I had the pleasure to meet Las Thesis for a collaborative workshop and performance at the Howe Theatre in Berlin, where Las Thesis carried out a performance with 50 women and queer people from different ages and backgrounds from Berlin. And this performance was going to be held as part of an event series called Together We Burn the Fear, Alliances Against Capitalist Patriarchal Violence. Unfortunately, this performance couldn't happen because of a COVID-19 case and the performances were unfortunately cancelled. But still, I wanted to talk to Las Tesis because they're doing really amazing performance art in Valparaíso, Chile and actually now across the world, becoming famous through their piece Il Violador in Tu Camino. And I was really inspired working with them and practicing and rehearsing together this performance. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation with them. There's parts that are in Spanish, but then they are translated into English. Yes. So enjoy. Welcome everyone to this new podcast episode and today I'm talking with Las Tesis about performance art, feminist performance art and the situation in Chile that motivated them to start performing as a form of resistance through the bodies. Yeah, so first of all, before we start, I wanted to ask you to introduce yourselves. So what are your names? What are your pronouns? And yes, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, hola, 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 todes, todas, hola, todos, hola. quienes están escuchando. Hi to everyone who is listening. And thank you very much to Bella for inviting us also to talk a little bit. I'm Sibila, and I use a she, her pronoun. I am Paula Cometa, a she, her pronoun. Eh, yo soy Daphne, eh, ella, ella está bien. Perfect. And so first of all, I wanted to ask, how did you meet? Were you friends before you started Las Tesis mm-hmm. or how did the whole project started? Yes, we were friends, <laughs> but um, in different contexts. For example, me with uh, Lea, we were friends from high school. 
with Daphne, we became friends in at the university. We studied theater together and, and still friends until today. And with Paula, uh, we met a little bit um, after college, after, after university, but had a lot of friends in common. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of knew each other, but didn't know each other. And in the end, we became friends after that. And all this project of Las Tesis was born on 2018, but actually it was an idea that with Daphne we had many time before, this idea to, to spread feminist theory through performance, but we wanted an interdisciplinary approach. We didn't want it to be like uh, anything traditional, you know, more related to, to performance, art, more related also to the visual, to the sound, etc. And that's when we decide also to invite uh, Paola Cometa and Lea that, um, that I knew them before and that's how the collective just started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was, everything was really quick actually. Yeah, <laughs> because then you, you came together and you practiced together and then how was your initial approach? Like you created performances to like a song or like texts that you wrote, right? Or you used also other texts? Uh, eh, nuestra primera performance es, se llama Patriarcado de Capitales, Alianza Criminal y la idea era llevar eh, estas ideas de Silvia Federici en su libro El Calimán y la Bruja a una puesta en escena. Entonces hicimos como una síntesis eh, que termina también con una canción y, y también con visuales, el vestuario y, y era una pieza muy cortita que so our first work is called uh, Patriarchy and Capital, like from capitalism, is a criminal alliance. And that's the first thing that we do in 2018. And the idea was to spread uh, and translate these ideas of Silvia Federici, the book uh, Caliban and the Witch, mm -hmm. into the visual, the wardrobe, uh, the sound, the mm -hmm. body, and also a song, like what we've been doing Every time that we work is that we try to make this little resume of everything mm -hmm. that we're going to say, of this thesis of these other authors too, but through a song. So it's like a, a translation in a sense, like trying to bring it a bit more directly or visually to the people that maybe are not reading the whole book of some academic authors. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the objective. It's very <laughs> peda pedagogical, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's also, I think it's more easy for people to see, you know, it's like, it's, people can see it all over the world and now with the internet, of course, it spreads much faster. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wanted, wanted to talk about one thing that you addressed now, which is the, the relationship between patriarchal violence and capitalist violence. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, also that intersects very well with the, uh, the history of Chile and the dictatorship and I was wondering yeah if you could tell me a bit more about this intersection particularly in Chile. Mm -hmm. um, the um, colonial experience uh, <laughs> with the, um, the, the indigenous women, the, the laundry women, um, the Ailandera, um, um, so um, thread, the, the work with threads. Yeah. Threads, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, that works in mm -hmm. the colonialism was support in that woman's mm -hmm. and all the systems the colonial and then the, repu the republic in the uh, 19th century was support in that works yeah 
And the capitalism has these roots in, um, in the reproduction. In the re in reproduction, what Sylvia de Vici says, yes. reproduction. And we live, uh, we still live with that roots in that structure, mm. in our bodies, in our history, in all the world. So when the, in the 20th century, the capitalism, <laughs> the revolutions, uh, in Chile, the las salitreras, all the um, revolutions uh, from the workers, from the um, uh, proletariat. It's super heavy, mm -hmm. and <laughs> in the, with the Marxism and the Cold War and all that um, consequences in America, um, the dictatorships made that um, como que borra, trata de erase, erase uh, that, that um, como ese proceso, Proce the process, yeah. and now we live with this neoliberalism and individualism, mm -hmm. uh, super heavy, mm -hmm. and now we are uh, fighting with that, yeah. against that, yeah. before, no, hace dos años, uh, two, two years, years ago, ago, two years ago the, in October, mm -hmm. the, uh, this um, social uprising it's the answer. And then uh, and again, we have two uh, polos. polos. It's like we have again these two poles. It's like the history is kind of repeating a little bit, mm -hmm. <laughs> because again we have these two poles. Even if it's very different, the contexts are the very different. It's not the same, but still there is a con a pole that is very patriarchal, mm -hmm. that also uh, believes in liberalism, mm -hmm. not in liberty. You know, in liberalism, mm -hmm. in neoliberalism, um, they are the people who own our country. You know, yeah. this this uh, sector that actually don't give a fuck about people, about real people, and just want to keep their privileges. And from a neoliberal, patriarchal, and of course a well, misogynist, homophobic, transphobic mm. point of view, you know, it's mm. very clear how they want to not allow us to have the rights that we should have, mm -hmm. but also the few ones that we have as women, but also as people from the LGBTQI plus community, to take it back, you know, mm -hmm. like we, we are in the risk right, right now to lose mm -hmm. uh, those rights. And for the other hand, there's this other pole that is more, uh, had, has this more social awareness and also a sustainability point of view and feminist point of view, etc., etc., mm -hmm. you know, that of course is not perfect, but, but with all the process that we are living with also the uprising, the so social uprising of the last two years, the idea that right now there's a convention, a constitutional convention and this working in making a new constitution, yeah. you know, all that could just disappear if this uh, uh, right-wing uh, fascist, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, managed to be the president now. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very complicated scenario, actually. Yeah. And like Cometa was saying, in during the dictatorship, the way that the neoliberal system Inst was installed in Chile, it was uh, brutal, it was really brutal, it's not the same as in other countries, even in Latin America, mm. even in Argentina the situation in some points are, is different, 
you know, they, they, they manage to keep some things public, yeah. like uh, education, health, etc. Until everything is private, and that's mm. something that we're trying to fight again for the past at least 20 years. There's people fighting against yeah. this, and now is the, is the moment when everything exploded, but now you have this fascist reaction, you know? So that's why it's so... Um, it's a very unstable scenario. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to talk a bit more about the elections because, of course, that's like now a really big turning point. As you said, there's like two sides fighting and it's very polarized. So on the one hand, you have like the ultra-right, mm -hmm. extremist, fascist candidate that has mm -hmm. like connections to the Pinochet dictatorship yes. and is... That um, defends the Pinochet dictatorship, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then on the other hand, you have a very socialist uh, or like communist, or how would you describe candidate or m at least you know like what is more perceived as more leftist and mm. and and the two i get there's two parties in the middle right that are more like moderate like so to say and mm -hmm. they're like they don't have the ground anymore and like they're and, and people are tending to vote towards the mm -hmm. edges let's say it is a little bit what is happening actually that people are like it's very ex extreme but that there's also this media campaign yeah. to make it more extreme. The mm. candidate that hopefully will win, uh, he's not a communist, you know. Mm. Like, like, like the media are saying that, like, ah, yeah. oh, because it's all this stigma yeah. of communism and, the, oh, and socialism and etc. Yeah. But actually, he comes from a, a political sector. There are people younger people that are like left-winged you could say but are not socialists are yeah. not communists they are something else you know yeah. it's this new project that uh, actually came also from uh, student mobilizations 10 mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. and they, they they make like a very wide front where there's people also with different points of view different little parties it's like a like a mm -hmm. It's very diverse, but of course it is left-wing, that's for sure. It's, it's not center or right, no, 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 no. It comes from the other side, from the left one, but they are not related to these traditionals, like uh, uh, parties, uh, political parties. Parties, you say, no? Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. It sounds like party, but it's not party, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> fiesta, to the partido. Party. Yeah, like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually they made a... Um, a united front mm -hmm. with the communist party That's, so now yeah. they are working so now together they are being like mm -hmm. called communist just exactly. because they're working together exactly mm -hmm. and if uh, he what it won he will uh, govern you know mm -hmm. he will be in the government with the communist party mm -hmm. there will be ministers etc yeah but he the president is not from the party you know yeah. it's like how politics work you I make alliances. alliances so right now what we are seeing is all these alliances that of course the socialist party immediately says we yes we go with bodies too now for the second round because they are had other candidates like you say mm -hmm. those are like on the middle mm -hmm. moderates or whatever or something like that but now the majority of that people that used to be in power like for so many like two decades in our country mm -hmm. actually uh, now they are going with the the left one but there's all these other people that is from the more to the right but it's mm -hmm. not an extreme right you know mm -hmm. like this is guy this candidate but are actually we don't know where they are going to go you know mm. it's like a little bit of mystery we don't know because yeah. there's some people that 
even if they are right wing, they will not vote for this candidate because it's, it's really it's, it's Pinochetista. Yeah. He supports the dictatorship of Pinochet. That, that's a lot, you know. Yeah. You, may, you may be right wing, but yeah. that doesn't mean you're Pinochetista, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. But they will not vote for uh, a person that is in alliance with the Communist Party. So it's super complicated. It's tricky, yes, know. it's super tricky what's happening. Un escenario difícil. Sobre todo pensando que pasó, que pasó todo este estallido social, todo esta social uprising, donde de alguna manera pareciera que mucha gente estaba unida como por, por causas sociales eh, y luego como ver esta, esta amenaza de, de, de la derecha extrema derecha avanzando, como que es, parece como dos países distintos, como que no fuera el mismo lugar pero sí habla de que en general hay una crisis de representación mm. respecto a las personas de, de los partidos políticos. It looks like uh, I'm translating. It looks like uh, we are in two different countries because we saw a Chile two years ago in this big social uprising mm-hmm. that is like we are not tolerating any more of this shit, you know, it's like no 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 no, etc. And now we see this candidate that is like super extreme right, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the extreme one that start to get more uh, attention and it has the we have like this feeling that is how in the same country these two things may happen yeah. in two years you know yeah, only yeah. with also um plebiscito that happened in between to change the constitution a plebiscito that won you know we want to change the constitution to have a convention a constitutional convention that right now is working that the president is also a woman left-winged of course uh, indigenous woman you know mapuche woman all that is super important for the story of our country yeah. so to see that it's like it doesn't make any sense uh, but what Daphne was saying is that this is an obvious crisis what we've been thinking for the last at least 10 years mm-hmm. you know is a crisis of representation mm-hmm. people don't get uh, represented yeah. by these people in the politics mm-hmm. so actually this right-wing candidate he doesn't have so much support. The problem is that majority of the people didn't went to vote. Yeah. Mm. That's the problem. So the vote to turn out is very low. More than half of the people that can vote didn't vote. Actually, mm-hmm. the abstention uh, went won, actually. Wow. <laughs> yes. That says a lot already. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I wanted to talk about this uprising a bit more. And mm-hmm. because it's also, I think, very striking that in, in Chile, or I mean, in many, many different uh, Latin or South American countries, it's very much like women on the front of these uprisings in many cases, which I think coming from a German perspective or European perspective, it's not so much the case here. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there's like protests against gender-based violence, which are then always like led by women or non-binary people, trans people, intersex people. But in general, it's not like the whole movement is sort of like carried by women mm-hmm. and others, other oppressed people by gender-based violence. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very unique and I'm wondering how it came about. I mean, you already said like this connection between like capitalist violence and patriarchal violence and then that this really means that women bring together all of these topics. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how this it carries out in the protest, if you feel like a difference or yeah, if you even perceive it this way. <laughs> mm. um, we think it's also an historical thing, you know, that yes. like generally uh, women, but also people from the LGBTQI community, we like 
go to the street and say stuff and do stuff and find other ways to do stuff that many times is not so visible. Mm. Many times it's more invisible, more actions that you won't see. Like for example, cooking for a whole uh, uh, community, you know, mm. for example, for people that doesn't have anything to, to eat or making some actions through art. Las Arpilleras, I'm thinking, mm. for example, during the dictatorship, there was a way actually to make money, to also feed the people, etc. And then many times were made by women, you know. And for example, during the dictatorship, also there was all these big movements of women that uh, that went to the street, and it was only women, mujeres por la vida, etc. That went the men antes, pero también durante la dictadura, also during the dictatorship, but also before too to have the right to vote mm -hmm. uh, before in the 20th uh, century, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and yes, there are, oh, oh, we are always, they, we, always a little bit um, a, vanguardia, no? a little bit in the avant-garde of mm -hmm. the topics that needs to be saved, but, but, but generally the actions are, are not so visible, for example, in the medias, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not the same as a big protest, where also the way that you activate and connect with the politics, with the political, more than the politics, with the political in the street, for example, is different. So we always think that there is an, an historical thread that comes way back when you can see, actually, women and people also from the LGBTQIA community that sometimes and, and many times unite, mm -hmm. you know, we unite because we have so many common fights. Yeah, so yeah, together yeah, yeah. we fight because we don't have the spaces in these uh, hegemonical masculine uh, spheres of power, of representation, etc. So we are always activating like in the back, you know, the and the underneath <laughs> and <laughs> in the underground. It's very, that's how our feeling yeah. that is always there actually, but very like, like more quiet maybe. Yeah. And maybe today because of all the digital connections and mm -hmm. Instagram and stuff, we can see it more. Mm. We see it more and more and more and more, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think also, especially, I guess, your performance Un Violador in Tu Camino really isn't a perfect example of that. That was, I guess, you never thought that it would go so big. It was like something that you <laughs> created and then exactly. all of a sudden it like exploded, went viral. It was performed, I read, in over 300 cities, like all over the world. <laughs> and so that's really, that's really, I guess, not underground anymore, but with, <laughs> <laughs> with this approach, right? Yeah. Like, your idea was to call out the state as like being macho, being rapist, and being violent against mm -hmm. women and queer people. Mm -hmm. And then now we're living in a time where this can really create like traction or yeah. like, attention in the global consciousness, if, if there's something like that. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask, How was it performing it for the first time for you? Because there was the really big first performance in Santiago, no? No, the first time was in Valparaíso. Ah, okay. It was smaller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second one was in Santiago. Okay, yeah. yeah. How was it? Yes. It was the social era the social media. And it was hard for people who were a, no sé, al arte y a esas cosas como que parecía un poco inútil no, no, nuestra labor en, 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 en la protesta, en la, en, la, en la rebelión, de alguna manera. It was this social uprising and what we do, that we do art, you know, we are artists, mm -hmm. it, we have this feeling that what we do was so 
useless to the protest. Porque la gente estaba poniendo el cuerpo con la, con la, con la guerra que tenían contra nosotros yeah. directamente. Y bueno, y todos también estábamos haciendo eso, pero, pero de alguna manera las herramientas que nosotras manejábamos parecían que no calzaban en, en esta forma eh, de protestar, que también es bien patriarcal. And people also was putting their bodies on the street. We were even putting our bodies on the street, you know, against this war that the police and the president declare against all the people, you know, mm. that was in the, in the street protesting. But still we have like, yes, we can be here like, like norm normal or whatever, mm. uh, like party. just be in the street, you know, that is, is important, but we still have this, this question that, but what, what else can we do with the tools that we have as artists or, yeah. or as performance, performance artists? Y, bueno. Además, hubieron muchas denuncias de violencia política o sexual en ese contexto y nosotras que veníamos trabajando este tema de la violencia sexual fue como, bueno, hagamos algo, hagámoslo en la calle, hicimos una convocatoria abierta, llegaron muchas amigas, amigas nuestras, pero también otras personas que no conocíamos, que en total habrán sido 40 personas. And uh, there was also many complaints of uh, political sexual violence from the police. Mm -hmm. And we were working all that, all that year, 2019, we were working uh, around uh, the topic of sexual violence, inspired mm -hmm. by Rita Segato, etc., etc. So we kind of combined it, you know, mm -hmm. what we will be developing all that year, denouncing sexual violence, but now with this also sexual political violence uh, sphere too. Yeah. Uh, so we make an open call and, mm -hmm. and many friends and also people that we didn't know came and open call to women and queer people in Valparaíso. We were so, so 40, 45 people. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Y la idea era, eh, hicimos un ensayo y la idea era salir y hacer esta intervención en algunos puntos clave de, de nuestra ciudad y afuera de, de la comisaría y ya está. And our idea was just to rehearse, that's what we did on Monday, the Monday 18 of, uh, of November. We gather and rehearse this song that we already created before and we add this part uh, pointed to the police, etc, etc. Like this parody of the, the, yeah, of the anthem of the police, there's one report, like, like, like pointed at them, this choreography. And then the idea was to when, go to the street do it and three different points of the city to uh, uh, Valparaiso to um, like plazas like squares, squares yeah. where there's a lot of, of people and in front of the police station mm -hmm. and the idea was that after that it was over it disappeared you know like mm -hmm. performance it disappeared yeah. voilà. y bueno coincidió que faltaba poco para el 25 de noviembre el día en contra de la violencia eh, para las mujeres y, y hay una profesora de, de Santiago, se le ocurría que podíamos hacerlo allá también porque faltaba poco y ahí fue cuando hicimos esa convocatoria en Santiago, como Santiago es más grande también, llegó mucha más gente y luego también pensábamos hacerlo en, en ciertos puntos de la ciudad y a medida que lo íbamos haciendo como que más gente se iba sumando y después quedó un grupo mucho más grande que al comienzo. And when we did it in Valparaiso, I added this a little bit, yeah. it went a little bit viral, but just like in Chile, you know, mm -hmm. not internationally, just a little bit. So um, a colleague from Santiago contacted us that she wanted to do the repeat performance in Santiago. We live, Valparaiso is very nearby on, on a car, it's like one hour and a half uh, to the place that we were going, two hours, you know. Mm -hmm. So we did, okay, maybe we can go. And we just went 
and make over there also the open call to women and queer people. And there was this idea to do it in, in like six different points of the center of Santiago uh, on the 25th because it was also the day for the elimination of violence against women, blah, 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 in this international day, right? Yeah. So it was like a coincidence that it was close to that it day. Fit perfectly. Exactly. And the idea was also to do it now, then, and also it was over, but it went even more viral because there was more people, of course. Mm -hmm. Already now we were a group like of 100, 150 people, but on, on the way, when we were moving from one place to another, yeah. people start joining us mm. because they already saw the video before, etc. Mm. So we were like bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. Yeah. And that one was the video that then kind of went like super viral and stuff. But we never intended, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You, you, we didn't look for that. It's just yeah. something that, that is still very impressive. <laughs> and then... In your performances, you also use a lot of symbols, like through, of course, you have the text, which is very direct and very also, in a sense, violent or calling out violence. But then also in the choreography, you incorporate different symbols, mm -hmm. for example, the squatting in this mm -hmm. one choreography. Or I remember in the choreography that we did in How, which didn't happen unfortunately, the hand in front of the eye. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk a bit about, uh, I wanted to ask what were the thoughts behind mm -hmm. it or how you come up with these symbols? It's a combination, I think, of more symbolic uh, movements, for example, covering the eye because we're making a um, uh, reference to all the people that was uh, mutilating in their eyes in the context of protest in Chile mm -hmm. that there's almost like 500 people actually that lost one or even two eyes mm -hmm. one of them uh, is Fabiola Campiai that today is a senator in mm -hmm. our country wow. yes and she was the most voted uh, senator of all the country actually wow. yes <laughs> that's super important you know like, like uh, what it means uh, but also there's other movements that actually are inspiration from Jane Fonda's videos of aerobics because <laughs> we like we like to quote like also things from the popular culture yeah. stuff that I don't know are more like kitsch like vintage that we I don't know we laughed around it mm -hmm. uh, when we were in in lockdown with Daphne sometimes we used to even do the aerobics video of Jane Fonda <laughs> it's like we try to mix it mm -hmm. between these symbols that are actually making references to very hard but real stuff, but also stuff like to have fun, you know, mm -hmm. it's like we make a, a combination, yeah. but the always thinking about movements that hopefully many people can replicate, that right. are not hard yeah. to do it, or at least not so hard, yeah. you know? To make it accessible for the public and to create exactly. this like flash mob, I guess. Exactly, and this idea that also through the song and through choreography is like you you see uh, a collective, you know, mm -hmm. you see people doing the same stuff together, saying the same stuff mm -hmm. together, it like give you this this idea that so something that we always want to transmit this power of the collective. Yeah, you know? the solidarity amongst everybody that's exactly. performing at the same time, the same thing, calling exactly. out the same shit that's happening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so important. And yeah, I think already last question, um, unfortunately, I wanted to ask, what is the, the future of Las <laughs> What What do you have planned? Like, 
Is there a specific direction in which you want to go, or you're just going like day by day and seeing what you what would moves you and what kind of topics you want to address? Let me see the future. Uh, <laughs> Let's see in the future. We want to return in summer uh, to Berlin. <laughs> Never again in winter. Yep. <laughs> That's, That's one thing. All. <laughs> yes. We want to come to finish Resistencia and have mm -hmm. our performance because we think that the process just is very important. It's, it's actually more than half of everything, of, of what it means. The moment when we encounter and do the workshop and create all this together. But it all can only finish when we share it with other people. Yeah. So that's one of our projects is to come back in summer and finish it with you. On a long term, but a, a longer term, we would love to have a feminist art school Ooh. in Valparaiso. We would love that in, in some point. Hopefully, we will manage to do it. <laughs> That's on a long term. On a short term, <laughs> we, yeah, we only need the money to do it. Uh, yeah, for now. Yeah, but in some point, hopefully, we will manage to do it. Uh, small term, uh, we are working also in other performances, other new works mm -hmm. with other collectives. For example, in January, we are going to premiere a more site-specific uh, experience in the open space with another artistic and activist collective from, from Chile that is called Delight Lab. They work with actually light mm -hmm. and they're very well known to, to do for doing this. Um, so we combine our activisms like mm -hmm. with light and body yeah. and are trying to do this together that will premiere in January in Chile. And also next year we will have a new book, a small book, a smaller book, okay. uh, a little book we call it, mm -hmm. probably to address hopefully uh, the more ur urgent matters uh, that we are still figuring out because there's so much stuff that we want to say yeah. but it, we want it to be small also because that way more people can get it when you have two books too big is more uh, mm. you know so we like the, this idea that that is a little book that you can have on your pocket Mm. Uh, so we are working on, on that Bible. too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, let's read the verses. Oh. <laughs> no, I... But yeah, that's a little bit like on the short term. And, mm. and, and of course we are always still working on Resistencia. Hopefully next year we will do it in other cities in Chile also. Mm -hmm. We want to move it around. And Chile is such a long country. True. And it changed a lot between one region and the other. So for us it's important to also activate more over there. And, and also in other places. And yeah, it, it, but it, it changed all the time, you know. Every month it's like, ah, oh, now there's this chance to go, I don't know. Maybe we will go to Mexico and make a workshop over there. Mm. It's like that. It really flows and we try to manage all that we want to do. Our, our main goals as, an, as a collective with all these other invitations, all these other connections with other organizations of women and queer people. And yeah, and also our lives <laughs> and our other jobs. We have other jobs too. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. <laughs> Y en la parte activista, en Chile no tenemos aborto todavía, aborto libre, solamente como muy poquita circunstancia cuando hay violación o cuando hay peligro de muerte. Entonces también eso es una lucha pendiente muy importante para nosotras, para nuestro país, pero también para todos los otros países de Latinoamérica que carecen de ese derecho.
and also in the short term, hopefully, there's this fight against, uh, well, for the despenalization and the legalization of abortion. Mm -hmm. um, also legal, but also the social, uh, I don't know if you say depenalization, if you understand. Social legalization in a sense. Yes, but the it's like a, in the social point of view, it means that yeah. it's not a, um, punished Punish. socially. Mm. Like ah, legally, okay, like but stigma. not stigma. exactly. Okay. So we're working a little bit on that. There's, there's a campaign where there is other organization also, and also we are participating more in the Ahiprop, you know, um, part because it's a right that we still don't have. We don't have the right to a free and abortion, and it's very important for our country, but also for all Latin America and all the other countries that still don't have that right. In Argentina, they had a campaign of 13 years, yeah. and this year they finally managed to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. It's finally legal, and now uh, we are just next to Argentina, so we need to, you know, yeah. insist. But it's very mm. difficult because it's such a conservatory country, Catholic uh, country. very Catholic uh, also. So we are like fighting, 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 and, and the good thing is that now we are organized also. Yeah. It's like this big organization all over the country Network, that yeah. we are going to be insisting in many ways. We will do it through performance, but other people will do it through the institutionalized. We are now, now there's a campaign that we, when we come back to Chile, we will be more active there also for entering this proposal to the constitutional convention mm -hmm. that needs many, many signatures, so we will be doing that too, you know, mm, it's like... To include it in the new constitution. Exactly, so it's like a fight that you have to do it on the street, you have to do it through art, you have to do it also in the political with this constitutional convention, etc. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, keep keep fighting and I mean, <laughs> sooner or later it will happen, the art school will happen, everything <laughs> will happen, we just have to manifest it in the future. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today and thank you for so much for organizing this whole performance and I really hope we can meet again in summer and yes, yes. thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you. and thank, thank you for inviting thank us thank now and yes, we will see each other again soon, yes. no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bye bye. Bye. Hope you understand. Queering the perspective with Bela Bellissima.